Welcome, everyone, to the Sigos Committee Podcast. This is our podcast for the evening of January 30th, 2024. Y'all, I'm, I'm fresh in off the road. I have purchased a new car. And let me tell you, I very close came to putting down when it said employment, Sigos Committee LLC. <laughs> but I realized that that, that might have detracted, especially because, yeah, you can guess. Yeah, Jordan, we don't, we don't pay you. <laughs> I know. Well, that's that's problem one, right? The other problem. Yeah, so we, we definitely don't the, make enough money at, at this point to afford a car and to help your credit score. The the, the thing that really chapped my wife, the wife's ass though, was this: is that she makes, but even with my regular job, even when I was working like full time as a teacher, she still makes may, makes way more money than my I do. Okay, but my credit score is three points higher, and <laughs> she about ready. she about like chucked something at my head. And Congrats on your life as a trophy husband, by the way, Jordan. I, I'm living the life. I <laughs> I look cute. I get new cars. I cook. I don't even clean. Not very well. I'm not good at it. And I, I go teach college classes and I live the professorial lifestyle. Of, oh, let's talk about things, guys. Let's let's talk about like learning about learning. We're talking about metacognition today. And my wife has a government job and brings in the money. It's wonderful. I feel like there are cars we could buy as a committee, like yes. not new ones, but like there are cars we could buy. We could I'm do. I'm gonna say this. We, oh. we could do lemons, not lemon, but lemons, which is a yes. thing. You le, buy le, a thousand dollar car and you run it for twenty four hours. We could do say, that. Say that Cajun style, lemons. Lemon. Lemon. No, I, I, we got an email. I, I don't want to go too far into detail, but. A potential like stock car driver wants us as a sponsor <laughs> yes. on their stock that. car. I saw that email. I didn't like it, but I saw it. I oh, don't know gosh. how much it will cost. I don't know, but I'm willing to take a meeting. Just cover uh, the car. I always take the meeting. I will take the meeting. I was like, we we only own like maybe like four different logos, not just the guy. You'd have to get like the committee here. Yeah as license and they're like oh it's let us know when you're available for a meeting and i'm like dude if we you know let's take the meeting so if we get advertising on a car do you think people will start to advertise on this podcast sure because i mean i'm really 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 wanting that that sweet sweet rc cola money why rc cola because you've had know. that in your head for like a year now but why rc cola i, I feel like it's the most sicko soda you could go yeah. for um is there more? I mean, do you want like all of the like grocery like store soda? variants of Dr. Pepper? Like, yeah. I want to be sponsored by Dr. Thunder. Dr. Thunder. Well, that that you have to take like Walmart money there for that. I will. That's by the, the way, answer. I will take Walmart money. Okay, hey, Walmart. Just, if you're listening, Walmart, are you listening? Happily, we will sell out to that. I, I RC Cola does still is still independent. Is Seven Up still mm -hmm. independent, or are they under the Dr. Pepper brand? I think, Seven Up I and think Dr. RC, Pepper are, are buddies. I think RC yeah, Cola is underneath like the Keurig Dr. Pepper, but okay. internationally, they are just still RC Cola. They're sponsored by RC Cola of the Philippines. I, I mean, think, well, I, I think Snapple is in there too somehow. Yeah. Because like, I just, I remember when there was, when for Andretti Autosport in the like early 2010s in IndyCar, they had like Snapple and RC Cola and uh sundrop on cars so i'm assuming that was all the same company i don't think they went and got three different drink beverage manufacturers so i assume those are all the same company 
they're probably some giant conglomerate that they just need to sponsor us. I mean, if you're associated with like Squirt Grapefruit Soda, let's do that. That's I mean, anything weird. Fresca, we'll take you too. Yeah, everything that I know about corporate America is from sponsoring things, whether it's college football, bowl games, motorsports. So all I'm saying is that like any really any beverage, like it could be it could be local. But I do we have any restrictions like because I know that like alcoholic beverages can't sponsor like bowl games or like NCAA stuff. But like we don't have that restriction, no. right? No. Like no. we no. we said the name whip shots, something that they could not do on the L.A. Bowl yeah, broadcast. I mean, Cardi B, sponsor us. We follow whip shots. We do follow whip shots. Uh, Every once in a while, I see like a new thing. Uh, <laughs> RC Cola apparently had a their list advertising campaign was launched and it was called Why Not? Which that that's, feels about right for RC Cola. That's perfect yeah, that's for us. Perfect. Yeah, the, you cool. ask me, you ask me why RC Cola? I say, why not? <laughs> uh, I have hastily done some research and I'm pleased to inform everybody that we can definitely afford to do the 24 hours of lemons because it's actually $500. Oh, we can get a $500 car. Hell yeah. Plus, yeah, we could get a $500 car plus safety equipment plus the entrance fee, but we could afford this. We, we could we do could. it. I, I mean, it'd be cool to be, I, I mean, I wouldn't want like a, there's no way we can afford like the hood sticker, like the giant hood sticker. No, we can buy the stuff. car. No, we buy oh. a car and run oh. it for five hundred dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah. But I, I was talking about the the, the potential like. Oh, psh, no, yeah, hood sticker. NASCAR thingy. Yeah, yeah. just put a little, little thing on the ass. It's fine. We'll, we'll be we'll be the. Isn't, what was I say? Isn't in cars? Isn't there canonically in the car series tramp stamps? Isn't that yeah? In the yes, first cars a, movie, she's he's like she's like she's like oh hey it's a tramp. Second one's the one that has torture, right? Yes. This series yes. is weird, man. Yeah. Weird ass series. Anyways, as always, I'm Jordan. With me tonight, I've got Kamish, Pit Girl, got Andrew here to cover some basketball and other things. Wearing his UCLA shirt and Arthur on the ones and twos. Pit Girl, how are you? I'm good. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Andrew, how are you, sir? Good. We have uh, the basketball version of the egg bowl going on as you can imagine it's very normal and not a lot is happening um but we're doing good perfect kamish it's been a hell of a day i i'm just gonna say this i had to like combine three days of work essentially into one just so i can have the day off tomorrow gotcha um so i scrambled all day and went through all of these like ridiculous uh, things that I've, I have to do for my job. Uh, and the last one was where uh, this person uh, decided to email the, the CEO's office over 700 times. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it made it a little bit difficult for me to find documents that this regulatory agency wanted because I had to sift through 700 emails. Gotcha. Uh, to get to those things so it was this 700 manually sent emails or like yes. the one time that oh my god because one time my like office outlook just like spazzed out and no. sent a bunch of emails at once it's not no, that we, we we had to like verify because th this person is is probably probably not going to be with the company any longer like, maybe not, not any longer because and then he admitted yeah oh yeah i sent all these uh, just kept and I'm like, all right. Um, uh, yeah. And, and this was over, 
basically uh, a repair less than two thousand dollars. Always, it's yeah. always that way. On a on a, yeah, I'm. Um, yeah, I, I hate that car. I'm just gonna say it. I'm, I'm done. Y'all, I want to I want to check in with how Elmo's doing because poor Elmo, like uh. the Muppet. How old is Elmo? Do you guys know? He's canonically three. He's three, three and a half. Usually, is what you see. He's been three and a half, I think, for 40 years at this point, but that's okay. Elmo decides on Monday morning at 9.46 a.m. to tweet out, Elmo is just checking in. How is everybody doing? And y'all, don't ask that on a Monday morning, Elmo, because <laughs> Elmo Elmo got a trauma dump like I have never seen in my life. I had to Everyone. close the tab. It was really bad. <laughs> Elmo's quote tweets were just like, how you fucking think I'm doing, Elmo? It was awful. I hate everything. Have you seen the world? And I don't think Elmo is ready for that. This is not a question for Elmo to be asking in the year of our Lord 2024. No, no. this no. is not. Uh, Elmo, this is this is like, <laughs> like, this is why when I was teaching, I stopped asking how everyone was doing back in like 2018 because same problem. No, is it going to happen? So everyone just trauma dumps on Elmo for a bit. And I did too. I admit that I quote tweeted and I was like, yep, Elmo, how the fuck do you think I'm doing, Elmo? How do you think it's going in 2024? Wait, so you're part of the problem. Yes. I mean, when have I ever let on, Andrew, that I am not part of the problem? I mean, that's true. That is, that's, that's a When have I ever been part? You guys have known me for three, four years at this point. When have I ever been part of a solution, y'all? That is true. You are very much a precipitate. Yeah. Oh, he he will egg it on further. I was trying to think of something funny to say from the committee account, but I'll just, I just let it, I I just got lost in the quote tweets. Uh, I got lost in the replies. I got lost and people just, just airing out how, how bad things are right now. And I was just like, almost had enough. I'm going to leave Elmo alone, but you got to be careful when you asked uh, for this information here. It was, yeah, man, on a Monday morning, Elmo, do do that on like Friday afternoon. Yeah, like that's right when do we're it. getting out of work. See how we doing then. But Monday morning, like within the first, uh, Elmo, not many people had their coffee yet, man. <laughs> yeah. So here's what I'm going to do. Well, a second cup. Here's here's what I'm going to do, guys. Let's talk about the fact that we're all acting as though this tweet went out on Monday. It did not. It was today. It was ten hours ago. No, it wasn't. No, no. The original tweet went out on the 29th. Oh, this is, oh, I, I apologize. This is the reply. Well, Elmo is glad he asked tweet, which Uh-oh. was quote tweeted by President Biden from uh, I, the I am, account. Y'all, I'm, I'm going to do something fun. I'm going to click on the hidden replies for the oh, original God. tweet. Oh, no. Okay? I'm going to start Whoa. reading some. I skinned a super grover alive in an alley. <laughs> wait, wait. A super grover? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, when he was in a Superman costume. Okay. Yeah. Super Grover is a canonical Sesame Street character. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Someone is asking if Omer, uh, Elmo is vaxxed and recovered from myocarditis. <laughs> and someone said, beat it, poison needle pushing kid killer. So there we go. The, the hidden replies are totally normal. Twitter is, is great lately, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm um, just the best. Blue checks are just knocking out of the park. You have to hide tweets manually, right? Like, I don't think there's any way to do that with a script. There might no, be. No, no, no. You have to hide tweets but, manually. So these are the yeah. ones that... Oh. 
that that someone who runs Some the elbow count had to go through <laughs> and hide. Yeah, like he's treated her. Axed. Like yeah, this is this is not just like oh we have a filter where like anyone that says fuck to Elmo gets hidden. Like this is no like someone a human is sitting here clicking a button to hide these things. So then, because everyone trauma dumps on Elmo, the actual Sesame account see your account had to come in like mom and go, "Thank you, Elmo, for checking in with a, with a reminder for us to pause and take mindful moment to focus on how we're feeling." For emotional well being resources, visit at Sesame Workshop. Like having to guide people to actual mental health resources because they didn't realize how quite on edge everyone was. And then, of course, like the girl said, the next one was today was, well, Elmo is glad he asked. Elmo learned that it is important to ask a friend how they are doing. Elmo will check in again soon, friends. Elmo loves you. It I was, mean, that's that's this is why you ask at the beginning of every podcast. How's everybody doing? That's it. See, I'm it's checking right. in with y'all. You're checking in. You got to check did, in. I just, I'm not going to ask it on our account. <laughs> I, would I feel also, like we should. Oh God. We should. I would also like to take a moment to appreciate the tweet immediately below the follow-up tweet from Elmo, which is him quote tweeting the Yip Yip Martians who have a Twitter account. Congratulations, Michigan nice. fans. Nice. Uh, Another natty. Yip Yip Martians just say, nope, 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 nope. And Elmo <laughs> says, this is how Elmo feels when he skips nap time. I think this is probably Aww. how Elmo feels reading the replies to the how are you tweet too. <laughs> Of course, all the all the brands are on this too. Like Xbox is underneath here, and Domino's, and the, when I opened it, the what first is, what is Xbox saying? Was from Popeyes. <laughs> what did Popeyes oh. say? I don't know. I gotta reopen it. Okay. My top Xbox. one is three year Letterman, friend of the show. Shout out yeah, to of course. Letterman. That was like the fourth one for me. Uh, Xbox says, "Thank you for listening, Elmo." MTV oh, responded. Oh. MTV, who has one fucking show that they show. Decided to give out little things, ways to acknowledge that you're ways, ways to acknowledge people, ways to support people. MTV <laughs> basically has the show, the show that's like Tosh Pono, but less funny. And also how to help people, I guess. The Popeye's <laughs> one is not great. People are forgetting they can pre-order their wings before the big game. God so damn I've it. just in, uh, in unintentionally given them uh, some problems. So. Damn it. Don't do that. So yeah, El- El- Elmo Elmo asked how people were doing, and apparently the answer was not great. Not great, what Elmo. Is, not what great. is that? An image of this is this is a Domino's UK pizza conveyor on fire, which is oh, how no. they responded to Elmo's tweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll put it. In the chat. Oh, I see it. I scrolled down and I found. Jesus. Oh my god! There's somebody on the floor as well. Oh god! Yeah, you know I am. When when corporations and it was funny because this overshadowed Big Bird's thing. Because Big Bird was doing a thing about he how he was tiny all week on Twitter. And like that was a whole saga. People were like, this is just some fucking bullshit Super Bowl thing. Turns out it wasn't. But Big Bird's trauma of being like lifted up and being tiny overshadowed by Elmo just asking, how's everyone doing? <laughs> Honey, I shrunk the Big Bird. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. One of the replies that said, Elmo sold me fentanyl behind Target. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! And like, like like just joined in the replies, like just yep. It just oh, like one person like lions and ravens lost. I'm upset, and then Buffalo Wild Wings was like, well, well, we got we got wings on sale Tuesdays and Thursdays, so 
<laughs> brands. Just let us have something nice with Elmo brands. Someone said, why does Pikachu never check in with us? I'm still oh, stuck boy. on Honey, I Shrunk the Big Bird because this week is also <laughs> the fourth anniversary of Large Boulder the size of yes. a small boulder. Yes. Which means yes. that we can have Big Bird the size of a small bird. Oh. Y'all, sometimes it's just good when the Muppets... Wait, whenever the Muppets are involved in things, just things get better. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an unapologetic Muppet fan of all like shapes and sizes and things like that. Whenever the Muppets get involved, it just makes me happy. Okay, well, we're done with, I think, Muppet talks. So let's talk about some college football stuff that lets people get mad because... Yeah. Because <laughs> Auburn did the thing. All right, let's They hired... DJ Durkin. Fucking DJ Durkin. Auburn, didn't I tell you like three weeks ago not to fucking do this? Didn't you didn't did. listen. You did. And yeah, nobody listens to me. It's fine. Um, but seriously, a, go ahead. Is that a message for uh Pit Girl? Uh <laughs> your roommate too? <laughs> <laughs> I like the framing that obnoxiously fit boyfriend is my roommate. That's right. No, I know. I just <laughs> I, I was looking for like, what does she call him? <laughs> I was black like, and I was like, your roommate? <laughs> My bad. It's like I just can make you mom... laugh before you do this. And that's like something your mom would say when she doesn't approve that you moved in with your boyfriend or sitting in other partner or whoever. Oh, it does. Like, oh, your special yeah, it's perfect. Well, your your roommate, right? Not your live-in boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm glad to lighten the mood before you get mad here. Yes. Uh, So returning to the topic at hand. um, Yeah. Auburn hired DJ Durkin in addition to having already hired Hugh Freeze. Imagine that. These things are probably connected. Um, We all know Hugh Freeze is morally bankrupt. This is not news. This is, he has been gross his entire existence as a a person adjacent to football, including and perhaps especially when he was coaching high school. Shout out to our friends at Split Zone Duo and the commentary track, which I have not yet listened to for the blind side, uh, but know that that movie is not factually accurate in any way, really. and he's, you know, he's sleazy. He's been sleazy. He's really not that great of a football coach. Uh, yes, Ole Miss did beat Alabama a couple times when he was there. They were dropping bags before that was legal to do that. Good luck with that in the NIL era, Hugh. Um, and then he just hired another guy who's a dirtbag for slightly different reasons, but also it's worse because he let a kid die on his watch. Significantly and worse. Significantly worse. And like, Hugh Freeze is really fucking gross, guys. Um, and DJ Durkin, much like his new boss, really not that special in terms of on the field results, though, mind you, Nick Saban could come down as the return of Jesus Christ himself. And if he had the record off the field record track record that DJ Durkin does, I would not think anyone should hire him then either. This is so gross. I'm going to die mad about it. Um, and yeah, launch launch Auburn football and the athletic director who's allowing all of this to happen because, you know, Hugh Freeze, is mag- Hugh Freeze and DJ Durkin are magically going to win the SEC. Yeah, okay, sure. Uh, launch all of it into space. I, I hate it. I hate it. Uh, the player's name was Jordan McNair. And I, yes. I, I, I have to keep going back to it. And I have to keep saying it just because it, you know, 
like the, the, the culture at Maryland at that point was so horrific. If you yes. read the documents and yes. it happened under his watch and this person is, should not be allowed to lead men full stop period anywhere. Correct. And he has shown no remorse. He has shown that he's learned nothing. And certainly not in a situation like college football where yes, you are leading men, but you are leading young men who are not going to stand up to you or push back, push back against a toxic locker room culture or anything else that they dislike about you. Unlike what we were talking about on our last show where NBA teams will just be like, Oh, the players don't like you. Bye. This is yeah. Like I, I said it on my personal account. This is, this is in the walls now, Auburn. Congrats. You're going to have to, this is needs to be leveled and ripped down to the studs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. if, because you have got just, I'm, I'm really confused by like the AD for Auburn. Like he, he was at Mississippi state when Hugh was at Ole Miss. Yep. Like Mm -hmm. that doesn't make sense that he would hire Hugh, but I feel like I, in that case, I'm like, I don't feel like he's hiring Hugh. Uh, and so I don't know who's essentially calling the shots there. Um, but, you know, that's something to speculate further. But, you know, it, it's, it's not a great situation. I've, I've always been kind of like a little bit of, I don't know, Auburn always seemed like a fun place, a fun university, a fun um, foil to, to Alabama in, in weird, ridiculous years. It, like they have this weird, I don't know. They come up out of nowhere, and then they have this crazy, phenomenal, like things that just seem to happen. You know, the the Auburn Jesus thing. You know, like like Auburn Jesus, <laughs> like here, the the prayer in Jordan hair. You know, the kick six stuff like that seem to happen to Auburn, and, and it's fun because they're they're kind of like a chaos agent, and then now it's just like, well, this is not fun. Uh, this is kind of like. I don't know. It feels like they're trying to turn into what like Jimbo was last year, like just collecting all the bad guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, if, a little bit, you know. And, and and if anything, this this once again proves that that Hugh Free to me at least. I think I feel I know just far from something else. This feels to me. This shows me that Hugh Freeze once again has one of the like. If you just want to talk about the fact that like he has no sense of being able to one, read the room or two judge people. I because, mean, is it that or that he just doesn't give a shit? Like, yes, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm trying to assume the best about Hugh freeze, which fucking bury me right now. That's assuming facts, not in evidence. God, that's, that's awful. Yeah. never mind. I feel bad now. Okay. Anyways, this like, yes, man, yeah, that, that happened. Oh God. Just, and I and I hate to I hate to reduce it down to like he's also not a very fucking good defensive coordinator because that shouldn't even matter that no, that should not even come sh- into the fucking world here. It it truly should not matter. This is gross. This is a thing that should not be happening. As I said, this could be Nick Saban reincarnated as Jesus riding down on a unicorn, and if he had a player's blood on his hands, I would still say that no one should be hiring him. But. It does have a like a special kind of like like coach brain, but like not coach brain. I don't have the phrasing for it to be like, 
Yeah, this guy has this like pitch black, like Vanta black mark on his record. And he's really not that great of a football coach, and we're going to hire him anyway. And great coach, there's great coaches everywhere that can't. Been a coordinator in the SEC chance. twice, so you know, got to recycle so, them. So that yeah. proves that, yo, it's like it's like being a fucking, it's like being an NFL coordinator. Once you're an NFL coordinator, you just get cycled through. That's right. Anyways, let's do something. Let's talk about something that's less depressing. Yeah. And unfortunately, if you guys, if you listeners, if you've noticed, Beth is not here tonight. Beth isn't feeling great. But we are going to talk about the Luxor Hotel, which, if you don't remember, Beth had a close encounter with a window at. A really close encounter. Where her head smacked into a sideways window. And it turns out that the Luxor is where the media is staying for the Super Bowl. Did you see where the teams are staying for the Super Bowl? They're yeah, staying at Lake Las Vegas? Something Way called off Lake, the strip. Lake Las Vegas. I, I didn't even know there was an actual Lake they Las do Vegas. Not, it's, it's a fake lake. But if oh, they're, of course. they're yeah. way off the strip because they don't trust like they'll put college kids on the strip for the Las Vegas bowl, but they don't trust the fucking NFL players. Okay, sure. Whatever. Fine. So one, it's like they're across the lake from each other. Yeah, I is think so. Cl- is it closer to like practice fields? That that means. No. Oh, whoa, it's no, it's like, no, way it's okay, nowhere. It's okay. The burbs. Whoa. The burbs of Vegas, which is funny also. Uh, which is like. But, the desert so but there's a lake yes. because but you know where the media is staying is the luxor which if you don't know if you haven't been to vegas it's an older hotel a very i say very old it's like probably 35 years old maybe really oh it's such an old hotel <laughs> wait hang on everybody look up lake las vegas and tell me that they have that they haven't filmed a season of the bachelor at this place come on i mean it has to be well i mean this is the one where i'm i'm pretty sure that the one guy just kept trying to take the zip line over and over again <laughs> uh, the lux the luxor was built in that's how you do is you want to take the zip line <laughs> uh, the luxor opened in 93 okay so it is 93 yeah God. man okay. i so, feel like so... the luxor was only like 20 years old no 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 Oy. uh Tupac Shakur, who was murdered in Vegas, had been staying at the Luxor during his visit to the oh, city. Oh, Jesus thanks, Christ. Thanks, Wikipedia. Thanks, fucking Wikipedia. So, anyways, it's a giant pyramid that's also known for having a blasting light out of the top. Yes, uh, a giant when, beam. When I went to Vegas when I was 16. Like the beam. When I was, like, went to Vegas when I was 16 okay. to, do, to, do like, to do, like, the tourist, the family Vegas stuff with my family, it was set up to advertise the movie Armageddon. And it had a giant, like, Hole in, sticker hole in the middle of it, like a like a meteor oh, hit hell, it. Hell yeah! Right, oh, that's cool. I yeah. love that movie. It might have that's been Deep Impact. Actually, it might have been Deep Impact. Those came out the same time, and I can't remember which one it was. Eh, same thing. Are, are you an Armageddon guy or a Deep Impact guy? Uh, okay, so oh God, okay. There's, I love both of them. Deep Impact is probably the better movie in terms of oh. a better movie. However, oh. I will watch Armageddon more readily. I will always watch Armageddon if it's on. I'm I'm fully team Armageddon, so I'm I'm down with that. The other one is like a thoughtful character drama about like on the ground people. Uh, like Armageddon is just is it, is Armageddon about the same guy as Independence Day or no? No, it's it's Joel Schumacher, isn't it? No, Armageddon. Armageddon's Michael Bay. Okay, is it Armageddon? Okay, it's Michael Bay. Yeah, oh, that's explosions. Right. Yeah, don't want to yeah. close my eyes. Yeah, no, I've seen that. Yeah, no, there. the. The, the quote I love about from Armageddon is from, I think it's from like the DVD commentary thing or whatever. Um, but like Ben Affleck said that he asked Michael Bay why 
for the plot of the movie, they were training oil drillers to be astronauts and not training astronauts to be oil drillers. Mm-hmm. And Michael Bay told him to shut the fuck up. Yep. So, <laughs> that's all you got to know. It's I mean, it's yeah. No, Armageddon is is one of my go to's. Like anytime I see that's on TNT, like it's up there with the accountant in terms of my TNT movies where I'll just like I'll be turning I'm my just, TV on on a I'm Saturday to, to watch college that football. Arthur is like a, I'm like a giant, giant Ben Affleck fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do like Ben. I like I like a number of his movies. He's also okay. made the worst movie I've ever watched, which yeah, what um, Geely. Okay, I still uh, haven't watched that. It's it's not. Don't it's it's don't not do bad. it. Okay. It's not bad. No, it's terrible. It's the worst movie I've ever seen. Uh, Kamish, yeah. What is the Luxor made up to be like right now, though? A giant Dorito. It's a giant fucking Dorito chip, and that's the media hotel. It's a giant Dorito. Like, one side of it is just a giant Dorito. And as soon as I saw it, which was I, was I was a little delayed in seeing it come across our timeline, I had to bevel it to give it, like, the Dorito flavor. Somebody in the in the replies just said, hey, I'll just bevel, like, this section of it. I'm like, no, we're beveling the entire skyline, the giant Roomba where the the Super Bowl will take place. And everything else with it, including the uh, in front of the Luxor, is it is it like a fake, you know, a fake sphinx? sphinx. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's well, just, just uh. it's also if I remember correctly on like the ass end of the of the of the strip too. Like it's on the very south end, closest yeah. to the airport too. Yeah, I think there was like an issue with the beam by the airport when oh, it first opened. I am oh, yeah. uh, reading the Wikipedia page, the part of the Wikipedia page about the light beam right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, I think they should turn it orange while it's a Dorito. I like it. And number two, uh, the tip of the pyramid, I'm just going to read directly from the yeah, part yeah. of the article about the sky beam. <clears throat> Quote, the tip of the pyramid is three stories and features a beam of light known as the Luxor sky beam. It is the most powerful man-made light in the world using mirrors <laughs> to collect the light from 39 xenon lamps and focus them into one intense narrow beam. It costs $51, $51 an hour to operate and $20 of that is electricity. That's Only less than 51. I thought. That's not yeah, as bad as I thought. I could, I could cover that. I thought out like 51 yeah. an hour. Yeah. At full power. Okay. Uh, the beam was activated on the night of October 14th, 1993, has operated reliably since then. On a clear night, it is visible up to 275 miles away by aircraft at cruising altitude, such as over Los Angeles. Moth are also attracted to the light, light, three citations, which in turn attracts bats and owls, two citations. Nice. There's a whole Luxor lamp food chain. Local ecosystem. And, and also, also, it gets as hot as 500 degrees in that, the late wow. That oh, I baked would, owl. That baked owl. I, that, uh, also, Carrot Top performs at the Luxor. <laughs> nice. That's did you good. see Carrot Top got buff and it got really weird? Like, he's a yes, very buff dude. Let me, let me get you a picture. I did see that. So he, like, he, like, he got very roided out after a while. I want to go. Mm-hmm. I want to go to back to Lake Las Vegas. Okay, go uh, for it. The, so... The 49ers are staying in the Hilton Las Vegas, which is at the very, like, bottom of this lake. Okay. But, like, on the big part of the lake, the Chiefs are staying in the Westin Las Vegas Resort. So, like, the Chiefs get, I I feel like, more of of the lake. Like, they're, they're getting more of the lake view just looking at the... 
you know, it, it seems like it's a little bit better. It's not right off of the Lake Las Vegas Parkway, like the Westin. I'm sorry, yeah. the Hilton. The Westin is 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 deep. There's like a, a couple golf clubs around here. I feel like the Chiefs got the better amenities here. Do you have players who are pissed that they have the uh, the points for the other hotel, and they're like, "Damn, I really wanted those points." Yeah, I I would be. I also am going to nominate that our next movie night be the Carrot Top Vehicle Chairman of the Board. I already saw it, but okay. Oh, damn. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Anyways. There was a great clip with Norm MacDonald and uh, I think it was Courtney Thorne Smith. Jesus Christ. On the Conan show about uh, Norm MacDonald just roasting Courtney Thorne Smith being in Chairman of the Board. That which feels is, right. Which is... Which is incredible courtney thorne smith was was definitely trying to defend carrot top and the movie and uh norm mcdonald did not let that happen and it's an all-time clip there you go okay wow, i looked it up on rotten tomatoes 11 percent from the audience uh 20 percent or 11 percent from the critics 20 percent from the audience so i think this has trust, us written all over you can't trust things that old on rotten tomatoes though because it doesn't actually, it doesn't, again, those reviews are on fucking Usenet somewhere, okay? They're on like alt.movies.carrottop somewhere. Okay, that <laughs> exists. Okay, let's talk about, we have some upcoming events that are not football related. First off, we have the Bushlight Clash at the Coliseum. This is NASCAR, correct? It's a stock car race? Yeah, yeah, this is, so this is NASCAR. They do, it's basically like a preseason thing. Okay. Um, you know, I know people, so the way I see this uh, being at the Coliseum is that this is a novelty event. Okay. Um, so there's the novelty of like, oh, we put the NASCAR cars inside the LA Coliseum. And that in and of itself doesn't really lend itself to good racing. Um, I would urge, well, I wouldn't urge people, but I would say like, yeah, like you can check this out if like you just think like, oh, that's neat. Like they put the cars in the, in the LA Coliseum, but like, this rate, the racing that you'll see on Sunday night is not really representative of like what you would normally see if you watched NASCAR. Okay. Um, and so, yeah. So like, if it's just like, a, like if you just want to watch that as like curiosity, then like, like I'm not saying like, don't watch it. Uh, I think machine gun Kelly is performing. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, this is not like great NASCAR racing. <laughs> um, Good to know. so yeah, so that's, that's the one NASCAR news. The other NASCAR news is that their, uh, Netflix show has dropped, right? So, you know, formula one had their Netflix right. show for right. many years. Yep. yep. A lot of people saw that it was attributed to the series growing in popularity. So now NASCAR has a show. Uh, I have seen the first episode. Uh, it dropped like today, the day we're recording this, um, Tuesday, and um, yeah, I've only seen the first episode. I'm, I'm planning on watching the rest, but uh, I've heard that fans are upset because of how much Denny Hamlin is featured in the show. Um, so he's like the kind of the heel of NASCAR right now, mainly, I think, just for just being really honest and open about things like probably too honest in a lot of situations. That's why people don't like him. Uh, so naturally, you know, the reality show loves him and is giving him as much airtime as they can. So that's okay. that's what I've heard. Na NASCAR fans are a little upset about that, that that Denny Hamlin's getting all the shine. But um, if you know, if you're if you're someone who watched Drive to Survive, if you're someone who wants to learn more about NASCAR, it seemed like it, it did a pretty, pretty decent job. 
based on just the first episode. Okay. Well, let's go on to some basketball. If you guys don't. Do we need to put the music in here or we just say it? Andrew has the music. Oh, yeah, Andrew, no, put, uh, in, put in the music. Arthur has the music. He can drop it. Drop drop in, in the music. So we have with us tonight Andrew. Andrew is the person who does most of the tweeting from the Sicko CBB account. And we thought we'd bring him on. Uh, Andrew also is a is can I call you an academic? Is that what you're going to go with your career path? Yeah, as? sure. And, sure. It Andrew's makes me an sound academic. really pretentious, but yeah, he's an academic. Uh, he, he is, he's, are you triple degreed yet or just doubled? Almost there. Almost. Okay. Yeah. okay so he's double degreed. Let's not calm yourself. And they'll anymore. all end up being big 10 when the UCLA joins the big 10. That is that. Okay. That is funny. That is funny. Uh, anyways, expect that to be the case. Uh, you know, Andrew, the Andrew, breakdown our- of the PAC 12 is bad for our sport, <laughs> but it's pretty funny. Andrew is our basketball guy, and he is here to guide us through some of things that are coming up. First off, let's can we talk about our poll? Because we yes, have please. our college basketball poll coming up. It will be released. The voting on, will start on February 1. That's right. And go through February 4. Correct. What, what we are doing is, for this, instead of doing just our usual, where we have, we'll list the top 25, whatever, top 30, but we also do a field of 68, where we actually take into account the auto bids and things like that. Uh, which is a lot of fun. It tends to be a little more flavorful, but that means we do need you all to vote and to vote for teams yeah, across vote, conferences. Vote, vote for anything, like vote for 10 different things. Don't don't load the ballot with like the same thing 10 times, which I mean, some people do in the football poll, fine, whatever. Uh, but in the- But this is our serious poll, goddammit. No, no. But for this one, it helps us fill out the 68. So if yeah. we're doing like the auto bids, we're, we're talking about the NEC. We're talking about, you know, all of the conferences, no matter who it is. So if it's like somebody like Evansville, the Aces or something, if it's, yeah. if it's someone unlike the, you know, the WCC, maybe like Hawaii or like the Southern Utah Thunderbirds, whatever you want to vote for, make it count, throw them in there because you don't necessarily know how many votes someone in that conference is going to get. So they could get the auto bid in our fictional Sickos CBB field of 68, the Sicko 68. And we'll, we'll do a poll the beginning of this month. Uh, we, we were thinking about doing one in January, but we, it's pretty good once we get to conference play, which I think we're like really kind of into it a little bit now. Yeah, we are. Pretty we, are in, we are in the meat and, of conference play. And 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 really, we're going to do a poll the beginning of uh, February. We're going to do one the beginning of March. And then we're going to try to line it up with Selection Sunday when we do our poll. And then once the games begin in March Madness, we're going to put the polls out there with all of the matchups. Last year, uh, the national champion, uh, the national championship game was uh, was the the was it it was Louisville, yeah. The one seed Louisville versus I believe the twelve seed Fran McCaffrey, the coach yes, for Iowa. I, I believe so. Yes. Yeah, and so the twelve seed Fran McCaffrey won it. Uh, I really think that stare down with the ref against Michigan State just carried him to the title. So. so that was the moment of the year. By last that year, was kind of the moment of the college basketball year. Just. I mean, just silent staring 
it was beautiful. It, it it earned a title. A 12 seed made an incredible run. So let's a see Cinderella what we got this year. Let's see what this year is going for. I cannot wait. Andrew, what do we got? So what happened last week in college basketball? Okay, so this includes some stuff that happened today, actually. Okay, go nice. for it. Um, this is uh, recent top 10 teams that have lost. Okay. Some of these have changed since the AP poll came out, you know. The AP poll in college basketball is also kind of, um, I don't know, Chambolic's probably too hyperbolous, <laughs> but it's it's kind of stupid. Okay. I like I think it's like oh, it's cool to have the numbers next to the teams, but I mean, just look at the look at the advanced statistics for the most part, other than for a couple of teams. Anyway, um, South Carolina beat Kentucky, Alabama beat Auburn, Northwestern beat Illinois. Oregon State beat Arizona, which is the biggest. Oh, no, actually, the one tonight might have been bigger. Um, Oregon State, the women beat number three and number 16 Holy um, shit. In, in women's at home. They beat Colorado and Utah at home. And the men beat Arizona, who's number nine, and they beat ASU, who is not not number nine. Um, <laughs> I, Iowa State beat Kansas, which is actually not really an upset because college basketball I- home court arenas are just – Extremely that's that Hilton magic okay. there for the cycle. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, Mississippi State beat Auburn. It was a very bad week for Auburn athletics Jesus all around. Christ. So uh, <sighs> they lost to both uh, Alabama and Mississippi State and hired DJ Durkin. So great job, everybody. Well done. Unfortunate. Yeah. Also, Ole Miss um, beat Mississippi State tonight. Just now. Yeah. Yeah, just so, now. Uh, just finished. We're getting towards uh, uh, Sickle Circle in, um, in the SEC. But yeah. uh, South Carolina also beat Tennessee today. So in the last week, they've beaten number six at the time, Kentucky, and number five, Tennessee. Jesus Christ. So okay. uh, they're 18 and three and not ranked, which is, you know, why the AP poll is kind of garbage. And Georgia Tech beat North Carolina. Go ahead. Coach. That was tonight, right? Right. That was tonight. Okay. The South so Carolina second South one and Georgia Carolina, Tech tonight. Is South Carolina like the coach with the quarter zip or something? Or do South I have that Carolina wrong? is coached by Lamont Parrish. Okay. But they, they mentioned something about his quarter zip. Does he wear a quarter zip? Like, well, every time since the pandemic, it... a lot of coaches have gone from wearing a full suit to wearing like team branded apparel, be it a polo or a quarter zip. I don't gotcha. know if his thing is wearing the quarter zip always. I don't there, know. There's an account that says Lamont's quarter zip. Okay. Uh, I see. I do see. I do see lots of articles about him being like quarter zip is the thing. So yeah, I think so. It's good. Good for them. I mean, the the suit is not. If you want to do the suit, that's fine. I eh, still it's, think it's a little try hard at this point. I mean, I'm not gonna I, lie. I still think that we should do the baseball thing, and every coach should have to wear the uniform of the players. Yeah, that would be hilarious. <laughs> every football coach should be required to wear pads. Like absolutely, be wearing pads. And every basketball coach should be wearing shorts and a jersey. Yeah, that that is something that I think, um, it, it it it's to see them in the the. I wonder what coaches would be like wearing the undershirt underneath the the <laughs> basketball. Yeah, or the shooters, uh, the shooters, or like you know, uh, some coaches sleeve. got yeah. the shooter sleeve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, what yeah, other yeah, ones? Yeah. You know, they. I don't know. I'm <laughs> I'm just thinking about a football coach like showing up to coach with like a neck roll. Imagine oh yeah, ne- just now. Imagine Mac Brown coach. in full pads. <laughs> like his head, he would look like it would look like CG Bruce Banner at the end of Infinity War, <laughs> where it's just his little tiny head popping out of the Hulkbuster armor. Yep, that's exactly what it would look like. Avengers assemble. 
Would they have to wear a helmet though? Because yes. they gotta wear yeah, a helmet. Yeah, in my, yes. in my okay. world, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. Black. You could. You could. I mean, they <laughs> have <laughs> inside of helmets. You put the headset inside that. Okay, they get like the communication <laughs> helmet. Yeah. yeah. Now we're adding that because we're adding. Oh yes, perfect. Yeah, yeah. They give the green dot in the communication helmet. See, I was envisioning like a helmet, but no face mask, and the mic is like in. Oh, the, they like, gotta the have the face home. mask. Like you've got the like. Like the call no, center Mac- mic. Yeah. Yeah. They gotta have I'm, the face mask though. Like what, what I'm thinking though for, for Mac Brown is um I think Spike Lee had like a Knicks jersey puffy jacket mm-hmm. I, that Ooh, he was wearing at a Knicks game. Like I sick. think I think Mac Brown needs like a, a UNC jersey puffy jacket. What about Mac Brown with the uh, with the face mask that I just dropped in the chat that Justin Tuck used to wear in the NFL? Oh, the, like the Where completely gritted in one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you should be allowed to wear a uniform from from any time period, though. So if Mac Brown was to come out in a leather helmet, leather it's also it's also totally allowed. No, that's I would actually love the coach time, so. like whatever coach would come out with like the single bar, like the kicker. Oh yeah, the classic. I would love that coach <laughs> so much. <laughs> Can you wear a single bar anymore? Is that not allowed? No, no, you can't do it anymore. Or they can't anymore. I, th- I think bar. I think I think Literally. the last kickers were like grandfathered into it at some point, but then they phased them out in the NFL. Okay, Was it like so, Garrow Upremian for like probably. the Dolphins? Yes, yes, good one. I think okay, Sean so, um, Landetta, maybe a punter for the Giants, because he, he punted for like twenty some odd years. Because you can do that. It was like when they grandfathered in that you didn't have to wear a helmet in the NHL. Like, yeah, that's right. It was, it, Craig McTavish was just totally the last dude without a helmet. Okay, Andrew, what other weird things are we looking at from last week? So um, we also have the the uh, arguably this is going to probably piss some people off, but I'm going for it. The best conference this year is probably the Mountain West. There's Hell a yeah. lot of very fun teams. Um, I think if I were, I mean, bracketology stuff's kind of. Uh, little tired until we have the full resumes of every team but if i were to pick it's probably colorado state san diego state utah state um new mexico state new mexico sorry no new mexico state careful there it's not not in the mountain west and um i'm forgetting somebody because i'm live on the air but anyway um there's probably another team that should also be in too nevada is the fifth team they should probably all be in nevada is kind of falling apart but anyway colorado state went on the road to wyoming Wyoming's been good recently, but they're not good this year. Um, and Colorado State was winning, as you can see, um, for those of you who are here in the podcast, they were winning by 11 points with a minute and 11 seconds left. How do you uh, blow an 11-point lead? They, they lost. Jesus Christ. They lost in overtime. Oh. It was also a three-point game with like five. There was also a five-point game with like four seconds left. I was not watching this live, so I actually don't know fully what happened. But it's a miraculous collapse. So it. yeah, um, it's a little bit of a random number generator this year. The Mountain West, even the teams that are s- supposedly bad, like Wyoming, are pulling off these kind of wins. Um, and so is UNLV, who has a baffling resume. If you just want to pull up their schedule on your own time as you're listening to this, it's pretty hysterical. They've lost to Southern, and they've beaten like two of the teams that are probably going to make the tournament. So cool. yeah, it's one of those years in the Mountain West. Um, this week, the rest of the week, um, we have a uh, few sickos matchups worth highlighting. Um, our beloved ULM is at uh, Louisiana this week, so oh, yeah. I have to shout out that for the commission. The, the battle on the bayou, uh, which I, I got 
I don't have much faith because, I mean, I know the Cajuns are really, really good in basketball. Typically. Uh, the Sun Belt's also doing well this year. App State and, uh, James Matt, and, yeah. and JMU are both really good. It'd be, it'd be fun to see like the Sun Belt actually be a two bid league, but I don't think that will ever happen. No, it's still just going to be a one bid, and maybe App one State in the beat App State beat JMU twice, so it's probably a one bid league. Unfortunately, this year. Gotcha. Also worth highlighting is uh, IUPUI. If you're um, at, in front of a screen on the first uh, on Thursday, and you can pull it up, they're playing at Green Bay at eleven o'clock Central Time. Green Bay has been surprisingly spicy this year, right? Yeah, they're, they're pretty good. IUPUI is still not very good, but they're way better than they were previously where they had like three players that were yeah, eligible. Yeah, I remember that. Take the court. So they're um, they're much better. Um, we also have the Battle for Long Island, which unfortunately is only on local television in New York and Flow Hoops. That's uh, Stony Brook versus Hofstra. Oh. Those schools are probably like 15 minutes apart. Um, yeah. And now they're in the same conference, um, which they good. renamed uh from the colonial to the coastal athletic okay. association not a great rebrand but probably best to not have colonial in your name yeah I mean, um good good work i also tried to make a funny and say that st john's is playing at uconn but it's a home game for st john's um mm-hmm. at madison square garden so it'll probably be 80 percent uconn fans mm-hmm. um, probably and we have two really nice hey, games how is, in the- how is patino doing in this first year um, they've been pretty good. Uh, a lot. What's really funny is a lot of the players that left, like the exodus of St. John's players that transferred out, a lot of them are doing really well. Um, the best, arguably the best player on Wisconsin is a, a transfer from St. John's named AJ store. He's pretty unreal, like scoring the ball. So that's pretty funny, but yeah, they're pretty good. They're probably gonna make the tournament. They'll probably be like an eight or nine seed. Fun. Um, that's good. So that's I think that's kind of a success for Patino I, to get in. What would tournament. be really funny is if they matched it up that um, he plays his son. His son's the coach at um, New Mexico, so that would be pretty hilarious. Um, I also really don't like his son because when I was a student at Michigan, they were fouling down eleven with like fifty seconds left, and it was like one of those nine p.m. tips Eastern time. Oh. So it was like ten forty-five at night, and I was just yelling, "Coach, I want to go home. What, what are we doing here? Come on, <laughs> get it over with." Unfortunately, you can't hear me on the replay, but I, no. I was there screaming in spirit. Um, what else is worth noting? Uh, the Missouri Valley uh, is really good this year. We have our special Sickos Showdown shirts for um, Drake and Indiana State, the, the Sycamores. Two for... amazing shirts, by the way. Everything yeah. in Indiana State looks amazing because Indiana Shout State out. has one of the best looks. Shout out to Whitney at Homefield. Um, she's a huge uh, Sycamore, Indiana State. And uh, she's warned us if if Indiana State is back, uh, that we you know we we may see a different side of her. So we're, we're right. rooting for the our beloved Sycamores. Uh, yeah, and she's and all they're... in. She's all in on the Sycamores name too. So uh, oh, let's go. Let let's go. I'm gonna have to get that shirt. By the way, I just I love I love the Indiana State like the 1970s thing, and then the Drake shirt. Oh, also great. Yep. Like the script is amazing too. Um, I want everybody to pop open the uh, the chat here. And if you're listening at home or uh, in a position where you can Google this person, his name is Robbie Avila. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is like the biggest rec league player. That's like actually really excellent at basketball. He just looks like he belongs in like your local YMCA. 6'10". With Jesus. He's 6'10", oh. 240. And he oh, has I- a... 
he has a massive tattoo too on his right arm uh, right uh oh he like, does it is, it's really funny but he's actually really good so it's I'm not the goggles shit. the goggles are are goggles giving red league me. i love yeah, it totally. yeah yeah it's it's Big. amazing uh-huh and oh, uh and then like in the background you can see one they have one of those like sicko moore's logos basketball yep like the shirt that we have for home field amazing is the so the tattoo is it like a wolf with a cross in it or is it I like, think so. Okay. I think it's leaves. I think it might be leaves or like a fire. I I don't know. Okay. More I research needed. Yeah, we'll have to get him on the podcast. Probably I see leaves. Like I see that. leaves. I see leaves. Yes. We'll get him on the podcast after we get Jeff Undercuffler. Yeah, Robbie, if you're listening, come through. <laughs> there's um, also there's also that same that almost at the same time there are these two teams. Duke and North Carolina. I've never heard of them. Do they play basketball? Well, one of them just lost to Georgia Tech, so probably not. Oh, so well. no. B. The other, one has lost, the other one has notably lost to Pitt at home this year, so you know. Mm. Hey. Mm. Um, and uh, Tennessee and Kentucky are also playing, which you know, sure, that's fun. Mm. Um, and we uh, we also have South Dakota at South Dakota State and North Dakota at North Dakota State this weekend. Oh, we got oh. all the Dakota stuffs. Yeah, unfortunately, the uh, North Dakota North Dakota State is on Summit Hoops Network. Ah, what is I that? I don't know if that's the I don't know if that's that? free. I don't know if that's free. I've watched it when it was not when it was available for free uh, to watch Denver uh, South Dakota, which was like 111 to 109 in double overtime. So you know, who won the Pioneers or what? I think the Pioneers won. Yes, I nice. believe that they did. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Okay, is everybody ready for the game that I've prepared? Yes. I, I have breaking news. Oh, go. Uh, yes. Oh. Not breaking news, but I have an update because uh, I did a little bit of research regarding Robbie Avila's tattoo, and it yeah. is roses and like leaves with the cross inside it. And there's a sixth grader that looks just like him who drew it on his arm in Sharpie. Oh, yes. Was that I mean, following I mean he does look like a sixth grader. So that, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> is he sure it's not just him from when I have, he was in I, sixth grade? I have taught this kid and he played euphonium. I'm just going to say that. This is a euphonium player. Yeah. Okay. So I've prepared blind resumes using okay. the lovely Ken Pomeroy's website um, to give us a sense of the team in each conference that we should root for. Okay. So I've done the power six, which is the power five of football with the big East. And I've done two collections of bubble teams. Okay. So we have eight categories. Is everybody ready to play? Sure. Um, we don't, and I just, I just pick the one that I like the best. based on the Yeah. So um, we can come to a consensus. The four of you can come to a consensus or you can each pick who you want. I'm going to pick my own. Fuck these guys. Throw behind, <laughs> throw your support behind. I pick my, okay. I pick my own thing. All right, I've put the Big 12 first. Is everybody ready? Let's go. Okay. All right, team one. The law, Their worst loss is to number 208 in the country in Penpon, as of last night when I did this research. And their biggest win is against number 17 in Ken Palm. Okay. They have the 208th best offense out of 362 teams, but the eighth best defense. In conference play, they have gone loss-win, 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 loss. So you can bet on them to fucking, win this weekend. It's a fucking Welsh city. Okay, keep going. Uh, yes. Uh, number two, uh, they're below Eastern Washington, High Point, and Seattle U in Ken Palm. They have had eight players transfer in and eight players transfer out last offseason. Um, they have losses to number 192 in the country and 181 in the country. 
and a win versus 17. Uh, we'll reveal who 17 is at the end of this because okay. it's pretty funny. Um, number three is 15 and five overall. Their losses are to teams from Texas, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Ohio. And their point guards who play significant minutes are first names Jizzle and Day Day. So my gut is telling me to pick the team that I, I like lost win, lost win, lost win. So number one is going to be my choice. Okay. That does that does remind me of Georgia Tech in football, but I can't get past Jizzle and Day Day. I'm I'm about that team. Okay. I I remember Jizzle. His last name's James, isn't he? Like Edron James's son. He might be. I don't okay. remember. Jizzle James. I feel like that's the case. So, number two is below Eastern Washington, High Point, and Seattle U and Ken Palm. Eight transfer in, eight transfer. Yes, he out. is Edward James's son. If that makes you feel perfect. Old. All right. No, I. That that's about my age. I feel okay with that at this point. Yeah, that's how old I am. I'm like when I when I hear like athletes' son, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that's about right now. I was just like before I'd be like, I'm old. I'm like, no, that's about right. Uh, <laughs> but fifteen and five overall, blind resume. I I feel like. I mean, this is an exercise that they do like when you're actually picking between bubble teams. Yeah. And they obscure like the name and then they put like actual statistics. I just chose random statistics that I thought would be funny to be. So they lost to 192, 181, but they beat 17. Number number two makes no sense. And because it makes no sense, I'm going to go with number two. Like you shouldn't pick this one, but I'm picking it. I think that's valid reasoning. I like Arthur. Gotta go with Jizzle and Day Day. I I can't not root for a team with two point guards whose names fair. are Jizzle and Day Day. I'm Okay, is everybody ready for the big reveal? Go Let's for it. it. Yes. Who's my All team? Right. Number Who's... number one is UCF. Oh fuck. Their me. their big win was against Kansas. Number seventeen is okay. Kansas. I'll take that. Um, and their loss was to the Stetson. Shout out the Hatters. Oh yeah. Um, nice. Number two uh, is uh, West Virginia. Nice. You can imagine with the coaching situation, they had eight players leave and eight players come in because uh, their coach uh, was very did a, did a very bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> he was, yeah, he was enjoying thing. the Taylor Swift concert a little bit too much. Even yeah, though, yeah. even though Beth he was just here, really West into Virginia's recycling. Represented. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna let Beth cook on West Virginia, but you know, I hopefully yeah, we here, here's here's Virginia. where I'll I'll reveal the reason real reason I picked three. I didn't want to like give too much away, but I knew seventeen had to be Kansas. And I knew West Virginia had beaten Kansas, so I just was like, I'm not picking either of the set people that there have beaten go. 17. Yeah. And uh, number nine, 192 in Ken Palm as of last night was Monmouth, which is in New Jersey. And number 181 is Radford, which I think is in like the Appalachian part of Virginia. Yes, Radford's in Virginia. Once upon a time, it was a women's college. And, yes, and Radford's, yeah. Radford's mascot, which Homefield has a shirt, looks like Elmo's dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. I think they're the Highlanders. So he's like yeah, the Highlanders. Yeah. Scottish vibes, Elmo. Good to know. He's, he's Elmo after he went off the grid because too many people were trauma dumping on him. Um, anyway, uh, number three is Cincinnati. Jizzle uh, is indeed um, Edron James's son, and uh, Cincinnati uh, started really well, and then the Big Twelve season started, and that's just war every day. There so we go. there we go. All right, next is the uh, next is the Big Ten. Okay, um, is everybody ready? Go for it. Oh, let's go. All right, Big so I'm Ten. I'm not making a team... tourney. I picked West Virginia. I'm out. 
No, you're basically. Uh, I'm done. They're, it's okay. They're under 500. Shut I tried to pick teams that were moderately on the bubble. Yeah. But I had to pick West Virginia because L- of love you uh, some of those statistics. Um, anyway, Big Ten team one. They started. Uh, they are 12 and five since they started the season one and three. They did not do very well in their um, early season tournament. They are 159th in offense. So, um, and then they're seventh in defense. And out of uh, nearly 360 teams, they're 289th in bench minutes. What does that What does that mean? Help me here. So the percentage of minutes that are played by the bench players is 289th. Okay, so, gotcha. So the, the bench not, is very small, very so small, so small. So, so it's yeah, the start, if you start, you're playing most of the minutes. Got it. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. Where we're going, we don't believe in bench points. Okay, right. got uh-huh. it. Unless there's Okay, now, yeah. team two, uh, in their conference, in the Big Ten, they're second in three-point percentage and 14th in two-point percentage. Okay. They started conference play 0-3. And then went three and zero, so they were three and three at one point with three consecutive losses and then three consecutive wins. And they are seven and two against teams in the Eastern Time Zone. Like it. Uh, number team three is started the season seven and zero and then lost by twenty nine points to their in state rival. Boy, um, their three most used players are from North Carolina, the Netherlands, and Japan. Nice. And in a week span, they beat the second ranked team in Ken Palm as of last night, and they lost to the ninety second ranked team. Give, give me that team right there. I'm, I'm going to go. Th- I'm going to go three just for the three. international I flavor. I, I think I know who they I think are. I, I don't I'm, with you, I'm with you there. Yeah, too. I figured you guys yeah. would know. Well, but. I I'm I'm going to go one here. Uh, I for the record, I don't know who these are. My best guess is that one that looks like a Tom Thibodeau coach team. So I assume that that's the New York Knicks. I'm going Knicks, baby. Knicks, baby. <laughs> Knicks all the way, baby. Love the Knicks. No, I don't. I Let's go Heat. Even go though they Knicks. lost like Love the Knicks. Um, I I will be picking team two here because uh, poor two point two point shooting, but good three point shooting reminds me of Pitt a little bit. Yeah. All right. Team one is Maryland. Oh. Team two is Iowa. All right. Team three is Can Nebraska. I say it? Yeah, my boys no. in Nebraska. No, Brad. Yeah. Did you guys know about? Did you guys know about uh, Kosuke Tominaga? About I know about the corfball player. Oh, you know about uh, know, like the man, yes. the man who the started with corfball. The corfball man. I I knew about uh, the Japanese one, and and I was I was I was like okay, and then I remember the, you know, if you get corfball on the timeline, it, Jordan's automatically tweeting corfball. Hell yeah! In our original trailer, he says corfball like nine times in like thirty seconds. Core. Uh, I'm glad we redid the trailer on the podcast, I'm but it's <laughs> just definitely, uh, yeah, but yeah, well, I knew know, it was in the basketball. You play the new trailer backwards, you can hear Jordan saying corf, 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 very quietly in the background. Definitely. They lost to Creighton by 29? Yeah, they did. Jesus. I didn't know they it didn't was play, that bad. Uh, they didn't play in like one of those neutral site tournament things no so they went seven and zero to start the year and then yeah. they got blown out by Creighton at home that's okay though i think they, they're pretty I, good look i hope they make the tourney and i hope they win their first ever ncaa tournament game me too i hope that they win let's go nebraska ball hey jordan right. did you want to what jordan yeah there's a thing that you normally do about an hour into the show. Oh, hey, everyone. Speaking of Nebraska ball, 
Let's plug things. Is that good? That's that <laughs> that beautiful, Jordan. That took a little while, but it was great. Thinking was... of Nebraska ball, come join us in the Patreon where we talk about Nebraska. Okay. Uh, for $5 a month, come join us in the Discord. <laughs> pay for our Patreon. Help help me finance my new car. And That's also, right. <laughs> come to the Discord and you can yell with us about games. We've just redone the Discord a little bit. So the sickos rooms are sort of all clustered together, which makes it easier to find things. We've broken out some of the threads too. So come join us. Join the Discord. It's a lot of fun. There's also uh, channels about animals and food and gambling and video games and and and, and books you read books right yeah if you're a nerd no, uh, no, there's there's one about technology there is that one's also for nerds that's oh. for nerds what about movies and tv nerds nerds it's, there's a lot of there's a lot of star trek talk in that room there's a lot what about like music like i mean we could talk about how bizarre again we also have our merch store at stickerscommunity.org. Kamish, I have your stickers ready. I will send them to you. We have, For the we're love of God, give me my graphics so I can put them on the store. Alert and stickers is ladies stuff. Sickos we is have lady. a YouTube channel, which we're actually doing something with now. Just wait for it. We'll have some shorts available. We'll post them on so Twitter yeah. as well. We'll have our on our Instagram as well, where I will... I don't know. I'll, we post things on there too. Sure, why we not? Post, we, put filters. we post some stuff on the Instagram. We we throw some stuff on the filters. We do a lot with like our Instagram stories. Uh, apparently, Maxion tagged us in a photo uh, of like Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift kissing each other, and they said like us and Maxion. I, I did you know? Did you know whatever? That, that Taylor okay, Swift, thank you, Did you know that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey is a deep state psyop? And also. Fellas, did you know it's gay to have a girlfriend who's Taylor Swift? That's what the right wing Twitter sphere has taught me this week. Okay. Sure. There's also uh, some betting. There's a betting line that you remember Commissioner Damas said uh, that like Kelsey is going to propose after he wins the Super Bowl there's, to there's Taylor no on the God. field. There's no way. There is would... a betting line for this. Ah, that's God. That's uh, it's, it's at FanDuel Canada. It says yes, plus 190, <laughs> no, minus 250. Proposal must be on field after the game. Uh, if the commissioner oh, on the track, it, oh, he did it on the track. Doesn't Commissioner Domus, Commissioner Domus did did predict Harbaugh going to the Chargers on the K Adams show. So, I mean, is Commissioner Domus channeling this proposal no. just to anger the world after this? Or, or this the, the does right the proposal world? mean that their Chiefs are going to win? Like the Chiefs have got to win. The Niners which, win. I mean, I didn't know who they were playing, so. I just predicted uh, this like three weeks ago. Not, not the Lions. Everyone's very sad about that one. Yeah. Uh, and and we, I think we all remember what happened after the last time we had a Chiefs Niners Super Bowl. So uh, brace yourself for the rest of 2024. It's going to be fun, guys. God damn it. Uh, we also have a sub stack where we were talking about the best season of all time for teams who stopped having a football team. Long Beach State, the 49ers were out already, and we got Marquette on Friday. Yeah, the Marquette Golden Avalanche. We also have the Message Board Geniuses podcast that we love and listen to. You should listen to them as well. And, of course, our partner that we love, Homeville Apparel. It clothes us. It makes sure I have soft shirts all the time and hoodies and pants. Use offer code YES, ha, 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 YES. That's three ha's for 15% off your first order. We also have our Sicko Shirt Showdown is back. This week, we have two for men's basketball. We have Drake and Indiana State. 
two amazing shirts. And we Our also have Sycamores. On the women's side, we have Iowa versus Maryland. A Maryland hoodie, which looks really sharp. A turps Dude, that Terps hoodie and it's being oh. red. I have to admit amazing. that the script Terps is I love nice. it. That script Terps is is nice. I'm like I don't have a red hoodie. I have the maroon like centenary hoodie, but that red hoodie is calling me. And I'm like, again, this 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 promo is just turning into stuff that I, I buy on discount, which mm-hmm. is kind of defeating the purpose. So uh somebody else buy instead of the commission buying all these deals. If you use the on- code committee. On these, use offer code committee for 25% off as long as supplies last. I just wanted to let you know in the middle of the podcast, I, I did buy the Sicko Mars shirt. And then I also bought the uh, the Providence Friar shirt for my wife. Yep. Because they're both great. <laughs> nice. They're awesome, nice. man. I can't resist. Damn you, Homefield. You need to build yourself a new dresser. I, I probably will, but I hang up my t shirt, so it's okay. Um, can I alert you guys to an amazing Twitter handle that just liked one of the tweets on the Sickos account? Yeah, go for it. It's Skip Bayless, but Bayless. Oh, I like that. Like, oh, that's good. Bay. When I, I found out, that. when I found out that Skip Bayless and Rick Bayless were related, it blew my fucking mind so badly. Yeah, they're brothers. I know it's <laughs> insane because one of them is like one of the nicest like celebrity chefs out there and does amazing things, and the other one's fucking Skip Bayless. And it blows my mind that those two humans are related. I can't imagine what Thanksgiving must be like. I assume it's just Skip Bayless throwing his cowboy stuff into the trash compactor over and over again. Okay, Probably. we're back to blind resumes. Pack 12, hit me. Wait, Big East. Big Don't East, hit me, oh, Big East. God, I love the Big East. The biggest East. All right. Um, the first team has played four overtime games this year. Um, they are two and two in those overtime games, and in one of them, they beat the number six team in Ken Palm as of last night. Um, they are zero and three against teams in their state, and finally, out of three hundred and sixty-two teams in the country, they are three hundred and fifty-ninth in block rate, which is just Good. the number of blocks. In so they they don't block anybody at all. No, no, they don't have a shot blocker on the team. Okay. Um, the second team here in the Big East is between. Princeton and North Texas and Ken Palm as of last night. Um, they are two and four outside of the Eastern time zone and their best player is from Canada and transferred in from a school in California. Okay. The third team um, here has seven losses. All of those losses have come in losing streaks. The losing streaks are of two games, three games and two games. They have played two double overtime games, both at home and they won both of them. And they are the 23rd oldest team in the country by years of D1 experience. I mean, I'm got to go with the team that's 359 out of 362 in block rate. I want a team that just can't block shit. I, I remember like being the tallest person on like a uh, a, a company basketball team, mm-hmm. and, and I'm like like 510. So I understand the team that that has a really low block rate because I mean, yeah, anybody taller than me, I, I'm probably not gonna block a shot. <laughs> I understand that, but. I'm going to zag because I'm old as hell. I am picking team three, the 23rd oldest team in the nation. There you go. I will take the team that lies between Princeton and North Texas. Could be anywhere in the the Midwest or in the Big East or somewhere. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, I like the old. I'm, I'm all about the old. The youngest person on the podcast is all about the old. All right. There was a movie. 
we've talked too much about movies already tonight. Though. Yeah, no more movies. <laughs> All right. All right. Team one is Villanova. Um, their losses are uh, in state are to Drexel, St. Joe's, and Penn. Oh, okay. God. So they, like, they have not they have not beaten a team from inside the uh Okay, the so Philly Drexel five. is in That's the fun. same city as them. Penn, yes. same city. St. Joe's, same city? Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. So they've lost Philly. to like three teams in the same metro area. They didn't play Temple this year, which is Oh my god. They probably would have lost. Now, lucky they dodged, lost dodged them. Scared. <laughs> Scared of Temple. Scared. Uh, team 2 is uh Seton Hall. Um Okay. And team three is Butler. Butler, the Bulldogs. Butler's the 23rd oldest team in the nation in games, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, they I mean, had to get a lot of fifth-year seniors because they had some transfer people. Nice. Okay, Pac-12. Okay, so this is the current Pac-12, not the... Not the ghost Pac-12, or else there would only be two teams. I know, this would be easy. Um, okay, uh, and you'd be able to guess which one is which with 50%, 50-50 odds. Anyway, um, team one. They're the second tallest team in the country. Okay. They have played their conference foes. So this reveals that they're not Utah or Colorado. Um, they're, they beat both Utah and Colorado at home, but they lost to Utah and Colorado on the road. And they have a starter from Australia and a starter from Macedonia. Okay. Uh, team two. In back-to-back games, they lost to the 111th team in Ken Palm at the time. And then they beat the number five team in Ken Palm at the time. They've only played four games outside of the state where the school is located. Wow. And they've only played one private school all season. Okay. Uh, the third team is 2-7 and seven away from home, but 12-0 and at home, including a semi-home game in the city that they're in. Um, okay. They, are, uh, they have two players with the same last name who are the same age, but they're not brothers. Okay. And then they are 3-0 and against teams from inside their state, but 0-2 against teams that border their state who state borders their state uh, i i'm gonna go with team one second tallest team in the country and also has starters from australia and uh and macedonia, North, North which, macedonia. We, which is which is greece no no you i think you meant greece and that's fine no 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 greece is Ma- no greece is macedonia i've no, heard that no, don't, don't you do that no don't start a balkanization of the discord he's, he's doing it he really wants to anger the balkans come at me balkan twitter yeah, you don't yeah. want that, Jordan. Don't. You really don't. That idea. How are we going to do our soccer ultra tour? I mean, come on. <laughs> that is true. It's going to be a rough soccer, soccer ultra tour when I piss off every Balkan country. Jordan. But, but Jordan. I'm taking one. I, I want the variant. I want zone. the sickosness. I want yeah. the, the team that lost to 111, but then won against five in back-to-back games. Okay. I would like the variants. It and and they've only played four games outside their state, and they've only played one private school all season. I uh, I I I want them. Uh, I let's let's go with that team number two. I'm gonna go with number three. I like the two players with the same last name and age, who are not brothers, so they think. I've seen this mm-hmm. movie before. Okay, I, sure. this is a classic movie plot. Long like s- right. split up at birth. Right. I mean, we all love Jean Claude Van Damme and Double Impact. Uh, recently, Dick's the musical, great movie. But yeah, I, I, that just hooks me right there. There you go. Yeah, this is this is the parent trap. I'm also picking Team Three. All right, so Team One is Washington State. Love it. Love my coups. Team Two uh, is Stanford. Nice. Okay. Uh, the team, 
they uh where's this oh they the 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 win against number 111 or loss against 111 was to Arizona State Not at bad. home but then the next game they beat Arizona at home so <laughs> <laughs> Pretty, pretty hilarious. They they, they um, did the Arizona trip backwards. Yes, they should have beat Arizona State and lost to Arizona. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Stanford. The Stanford tree. Got it. And uh, the team three is Utah. Um, the the brothers forlorn are the Carlsons. We have Brendan Carlson uh, from South Jordan, Utah. He's a fifth year. And we have uh, his not brother, wink, wink. Uh, who is Ben Carlson from Woodbury, Minnesota, who transferred from if, Wisconsin. If they had both been from Utah, I would have been like, that's bullshit. It's like how that's every Rob is related. There's no way. This is yeah, no, that, that, trap. You can't convince yeah. me otherwise. It makes more sense if they're from different locations. If they were in the same location, they'd figure it out. Like they weren't reunited until now. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. That was the plot of the parent trap, right? Yes, it was. <laughs> okay. Okay. Perfect. Well, they met at summer camp, but yeah. Summer camp. Totally done. Yeah, the, yeah. The ACC, the best basketball right. conference. I'm not. I'm not giving it away by adding a fact. So we're just going to go with what what happened last night. So this is as of yesterday. So okay. that might give it away. Hopefully it doesn't. Um, they have conference wins against number 15 and number 29 in Ken Palm. They were the semifinalists of their multi-team event in a tropical location. Okay. And they are 205th in the country in defense. Love it. Which. Hopefully I corrected. So there's the like two cause... tropical location things that I can think of. Atlantis or like Maui invitational thingy, right? Mm-hmm. Or is there more? There's more. Oh, well, well, we'll do you'll, you'll find out. All right. Yeah. All right. Team two. They're five and one against Catholic schools. Their best win is against a team from New York State. And they are last in the entire country in free throw percentage by their opponents. So there's opponents. When they're at the line, shoot the best percentage in the country. It's like 78%. I have one against Catholic schools feels like a hate crime, but I'm not sure why. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, team three uh, started two and three and then went on an eight-game winning streak. Their best players are both transfers, one transfer from Delaware and one transfer from Gonzaga. They are 11-0 at home, but they're three and six at neutral sites and on the road. I'm going to have to go with team one, 205th in the country in defense. Sounds good to me. I I will go with team two. The thing that speaks to me there is the best win is against a team from New York. And listen, my Portland Trailblazers swept the season series against the Brooklyn Nets. So I'm feeling the vibes about beating up on teams from New York. Here you go. I have a weird feeling that team two is Notre Dame, and I don't like that. <laughs> um I I mean maybe not I don't know I just it it's a vibe um, I think I'm gonna take team three here I'm also pretty confident that none of them are pit no none of them are pit <laughs> pit girl's like no I, these are not pit this is ridiculous started two right. and three went on an eight game winning streak so that would make them ten and three they're eleven and zero at home. Three and six, neutral on the road. Give me number three, the Syracuse Orange. Good guess, but incorrect. Oh, okay, almost. So team one, with now also a win against the Ken Palm number three team. Yeah. Is your Georgia Tech. Yeah, bees. 
Bees. My bees. Bees. Uh, team two is Boston College. Their best win is against St. John's, and they're five and one against other Catholic schools, which is very funny. Damn. Including, who did I, who did it's leaping Notre Dame, uh, beating St. John's, Holy Cross, but they're a lot. They did lose to Loyola Chicago. This is uh, a, this is in, this is schismatic shit. I like it. Go Ramblers. And the third team here is Wake Forest. Oh, okay. I got who the played in the uh, Shiner Children's Car- Charleston Classic and. Did not play very well, but looked pretty good, and then won all of their home games. The Shiner, uh, what, what classic? Shiner Children's is like the St. Jude of that part of the Yeah, country. but like, where is that? Tropical? At uh, the College of Charleston. That's tropical? No, no that's not the No, no, the thing. tropical oh. location for Georgia Tech was the Diamond Head Classic, yeah. which is played at Hawaii Stadium in Honolulu. Oh, my God. I, like, I got those on, confused, but Like Christmas one of the some of the games are on Christmas Day, so ah, if okay. you're uh, if you're too busy, if you don't want to watch the NBA, if you don't want to watch Knicks uh, Celtics for like the twenty fifth year in a row on Christmas Day, you can watch uh, the Shiners, or the you can Shiners, watch uh, Diamond. You can watch Day. Wake Forest play whoever they played. Yeah, yeah. To the SEC. Sure. All right, Team One uh, are they're eighth in Ken Palm, but they did have a three game losing streak in their non conference schedule, but they're still number eight. Uh, they're first in the entire country in offense, uh, but they're 66th in defense. Their best player is from a town called Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Mm-hmm. That's Muscle Alabama. Shoals, Alabama. I okay, just, good to know. Yes, I just know the the name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, team two has had winning streaks of seven games and six games. They are uh, 351st in block rate, so they join mm-hmm. our other team that was last. Uh-huh. And four of their five stars are from within 100 miles of campus. Three are from the state where the school is, and one is from the neighboring state. And team three is two and two against the ACC. They have four transfer starters. The transfers are from UC Irvine, Iona, Marshall, and Seton Hall. And they are third highest in tempo in the Power Six, which is the Power Five. And so they like East. to push the ball. I mean, I went okay. for the ba- I went for the bad blockers last time. I'm going to do it again. Give me the give me number two, the team who's 351st in block rate. With the local the, boys, the bad blockers. Yeah. Well, I gotta go with Team Three. I just, I love tempo. I think I'm going to take Team One here, even though I'm worried that it's Alabama. I know it's not Auburn because Auburn is five in Ken Palm. Mm-hmm. Three game non conference losing streak, but still eight in Ken Palm. I'm feeling it's either Kentucky or Tennessee. Number one in offense, though. But 66 in defense. Uh, yeah, I like number one. Go number one. Number one is indeed Alabama. Oh. Uh, number two is South Carolina. Hell yeah, I'll take it. And uh, number three is Florida. Jordan does look good in the quarter zip. I do look good in the quarter zip. Homefield has those too, right? Yeah. The losing streak by Alabama was against Purdue in Toronto. Oh. Creighton at Creighton and Arizona in uh, the Suns Arena. So that feels, in a that, week, in a week, cool. they played in Toronto, Creighton or Omaha, Nebraska, and in uh, Phoenix, which that's, feels like a very different sort of road trip. That's a fucking a Chicago state ass schedule where you're across yeah, the country. Really, weeks. truly is. Christ. Okay, yeah, they, who, who are our bubbles then? Bubble. Okay, so this is a random assortment of teams from 
non-Power 6 conferences who are on the bubble. Okay. Holy crap. Um, hopefully... I just looked it up. I'm sorry. Alabama's number one in the SEC right now? Yeah. What the f- <laughs> I did not know that, but okay. Yeah, well, Tennessee and Kentucky both lost to South Carolina. So. Quarter zipping them. Yep. Shout out Lamont Harris. Um, okay. Uh, so these are teams that are on the bubble that are not in the Power 6. So the first one is uh, 6-0 and against teams from California. The starters on the team are a transfer from UC San Diego, the son of the coach, a transfer from Texas Tech, a player from Spokane, Washington, and a transfer from St. John's. They are 105th in offense and 28th in defense in the nation. Team two started 5-5 five and five and has since gone on a 10-game winning streak. Uh, they are 18th in D1 experience with five senior starters. And in uh, offensive rebounding, uh, they are 360th in the country out of 362 oh, teams. Uh, three, uh, their losses are to teams from Texas, Indiana, Missouri, and Alabama. They are 0-2 in games that went to overtime, and they're 1-0 against teams from inside of their state. I, I got to love teams that are in like the bottom percentile of things. Give me number two with 360 in the nation in offensive rebounding. Like the third worst team in the With nation a 10-game winning streak. Hell yeah, give them to me. With a 10-game winning streak after starting 5-5. Five and five. My God. Listen, you you don't need to offensive rebound if you hit all your shots. If they all right, go in. Yeah. That is true. If they all go in, that is true. That is true. I got to join Jordan. That is a true fact. I'm down. Number two, you convinced me, Arthur. Well, I'm I'm actually going number one. I just love <laughs> a, a coach's son starting. You know, like I think about like some of the great all-time duos out there, like Doc and Austin Rivers when they were with the Clippers. Like, Oh, I, yeah. That's, coach's that's son? a success. I mean, really, coach's son, student of the game. Real, real, coach, of the, a, real coach of the court. He's, coach <laughs> of the court. he's a gym rat, you know. First one in, last one out. <laughs> that is not how you should rotate your inventory, by the way. Make sure that you follow FIFO for anything yeah, in your you pantry. Are, you are not. You are go, You are right. all about FIFO. You are not like LAFO. LIFO. LIFO. <laughs> LAFO. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, this is why I got to see in economics. <laughs> Unrelated, but okay. I think I'm also going to take team one here just because I enjoy the like, here's a grab bag of guys. We just got a bunch of guys. Here's some guys. Here's our dudes. Yeah. Just guys being so, dudes. Uh, sorry. I'm <laughs> laughing hysterically because I'm watching LMU Gonzaga and no. they're, uh, they're, uh, he's their power forward and he got his third foul in the first half and he just yelled, fuck off. <laughs> how, how, how close is that LMU Gonzaga game? It's currently 32-21 Gonzaga. Hey, it's okay, not close at so all. they're not doing that bad. No. no. Uh, LME's not very good, though. No. All right, uh, is everybody ready for the reveal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Team one is Boise State. Okay. Team two is your Richmond Spiders. Hell yeah, right. Richmond. Yeah. Oh, I was going to put this no, on they here. They defeated my, my, my father's Dayton. <laughs> Yeah, they did. Um, I know. I like Richmond, though. They're fun. They also had seven conference wins all of last year, and they're already 7-0 in their conference this year. Hell yeah. They're doing really well this year. Uh, I love the A-10 in college basketball. It is so great. The A-10 is always fun. The A-10 is really good. It's always fun. fun. Uh, Team three is Drake. There you go. They've only played Northern Iowa from in their state. 
And so I think team three is the okay. They beat who did they beat in state? Uh, Northern Iowa. Okay. Wait. They did not play Iowa or Iowa State. Okay. All right. Yeah, Drake is in Des Moines. No, I was just like, wait, did they play? Yeah, you you beat me to that. I was not thinking. They didn't play like they didn't play like Grinnell or anybody like in Grinnell, the guy that shoots like nine hundred threes in one. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, they did not play them. I guess they didn't want that smoke. Um, No, they didn't want it. Okay, so bubble two. Uh, this team is 11th in offense and 120th in defense. I like this. They started one and one at the beginning of the year and then won 10 games in a row. And they are four and oh in neutral site games. Team two is the fourth oldest team in the country. They have seven and eight game winning streaks this year, and they're four and oh against private schools. Team three is at risk of losing their conference for the first time since 2011, 2012. They're oh and one against teams from inside of their state. And they've beaten both UCLA and USC, which is actually not a notable accomplishment this year because both of those teams suck. Um, <laughs> who would you like to pick? I mean, I, I'm I'm not a basketball knower by a long shot, but uh, I believe well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I give you the Zags. I think that's the last one's the Zags. Give me my give me the Zags, baby. Uh, yeah, I feel like number three is Gonzaga. Um, I'm wearing a Gonzaga shirt, but I'm going with number two because they are old. I am old. I went to a private school in high school, so they're 4-0 against private schools. That's all I really I was play. about to say, wait, you all have a private school. Uh, in high school, <laughs> I mean, they are they are the Ivy of the Sun Belt. I, we, yeah, we've yeah, already yeah. proved sure. that with some stats. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Graduation rate and, and whatnot. <laughs> but yes, Monroe is the Ivy of, of Louisiana. It's the no, Cambridge it, of that part of Louisiana. Yeah. No, Tulane is the smart school in Louisiana. So, uh, <laughs> but the Green Wave, definitely much smarter than the Warhawks. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, also, there's a Loyola right next to Tulane that's probably just as smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, give me the fourth oldest team in the nation. Uh, seven and eight game winning streaks. Uh, you know, let, let's do that. I want them. I also want team two, but just, you know what? I went to a state school. Fuck private schools. I'll take team one then since no one else is picking. I like, you know, bossing it in neutral site games, right? Like everyone wants to be like, oh, like we got to defend our home court. But like, I don't know. That's free real estate right there. You got to make <laughs> the most of it. Free real estate. It's free real estate. It's like, hey. When you put these two teams on the neutral court, that's what matters to Vegas the most, right? That's what matters to Lake Las Vegas and the Luxor Hotel. That's funny. That's a good tie-in, Kamish, because Team 1 is Indiana State. Oh, yeah. three of their, there we go. Three of their four neutral site games were indeed in the Las Vegas metro area. Amazing. At Arena in wow. Henderson, Nevada. Oh, the uh, team two. What, what is... was the name of that tournament in Henderson, Nevada? <laughs> uh, it had a weird name. I don't remember. It was like <laughs> that's why I'm asking. It was like a mid-major tournament. So they played Rice, Pepperdine, and Toledo. Ooh. Um, I don't remember what the that's the, the Ball Dogs Classic, I believe. Oh yes, it was the Ball Dogs <laughs> Classic. Thank you. Oh, B A W. No, B. Well, it depends. I've seen no D A W G S. So Ball Dogs think, Classic. Yes. I think in the branding, it was spelled both ways. D O G N T A. The Ball Dogs. Yep. There. Yep. 
Uh, and team three is Gonzaga. You are correct. There we go. Love my Zags. What was number two again? Nevada. No, Nevada. Reno. Andrew, thank Reno. you so much for getting us there and letting us pick some things. Yeah. Yeah, that was really fun to do, actually. That was good. Okay. So it was cherry picking stats, which is always a- oh, it's, no, that's, it's that's fun. Nothing makes. It. I, I don't fun. even know if if somebody like keeps track of who we actually picked. That'd be great. I don't think anybody did that while we were recording. No, we're this. not keep track. Ben, you have assigned a task. Ben, ben this task ben, is ben, for you. Ben, our uh, our podcast note taker. Like we're turning uh, on a fucking sleeper agent here, reading out of the book. Ben, hey, Ben, Ben added me for me. Uh, you know my my Substack post with with grammatical errors, which I had a lot oh. on Long Beach date. Apparently, uh, I had to I had to fix. But hopefully, yep. Marquette, I don't have them. Ben's like, hey, you need an editor, Kamish. I volunteer my services. I, I'm probably going to take him up on that. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Shut up, Ben. And Love our last, back. our last thing yeah. is our twenty-four part series, the worst season of all time for teams who are above six hundred all time. Well, Saftwa, wah, six hundred, wah, And today, y'all, wah. we're gonna we're gonna go horns down, horns. Give me a down, horn sound, everybody. Horns down. We're on the uh, video doing horns down. Y'all can y'all can open up the link I if dropped. The Big Twelve can't driving, do anything about it. If you're driving your car right now, roll down your window. Drop a horns down. If you just, you know, in traffic, yeah. drop them horns down. Do if you're in your office, drop the horns down. It's the worst season of all time for the horns. The horns were down. And way I interest you all in year. a one in nine Texas Longhorns. Has oh, everybody yeah. seen the image of the baby at the grocery store being horns down? Yep. I love yes, that one. Which I love the person that always reposts that. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, that's like like so many years old. It reminds me of the the one guy that's actually tracking stuff in the offseason, mm-hmm. which is I think it's uh Colton Deming. It's like, hey, for for those of you who are not aggressively online, uh offseason college football Twitter mostly centers around people posting the same seven videos. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh the Cam Newton's run against LSU in 2010, Reggie Bush against Fresno State in 2005. USC's team entrance against Alabama before getting their ass kicked in in 2016. Some form of the LSU Joe Burrow highlights. Lamar Jackson versus DeMar, uh, I'm sorry, Deshaun Watson, Clemson Louisville. Uh, and then any Tavon Austin highlights while he was at West Virginia. And then the classic Texas horns down. No, actually horns up in this case versus USC in the Rose Bowl. So we're talking today about one in nine Texas. This is 1956. Previously on Worst Season of All Time, last week, I talked about the 57 Trojans who were under the Pacific Coast Conference. And in 57, they went one in nine due to a bunch of their players being penalized, an extra year of eligibility, and basically they were down to nothing. But the year before that in 56, their players who were going to be penalized were allowed to play half a season. And half of that season actually came against the Texas Longhorns. So this all dovetails very nicely. The 56 Trojans went 8-2, and two, and they had an opening win at Texas. The 56 Longhorns were 1-9, winless in the Southwest Conference, lost to A&M at home at Memorial Stadium for the first time in program history. Wait, those teams play each other? Since 1924, 
and gave Bear Bryant his only win ever against Texas. Oh. I'm just going to sum this up from the yearbook. It's hard to write a summary of a losing team season. The facts are well known to everyone that the Longhorns of 56 won only one game and lost nine. The little Texas fans think it's hard to swallow. What about the team itself? Day after day, last fall, the boys you will see on the following pages knock themselves out in a long, unglamorous practice sessions to come out before loyal fans each Saturday to try again. Never giving up. I'm going to argue that one. The Longhorns play good, clean football every game. Not true. Against for far greater odds than had been met in many seasons. After the final gun went off on Turkey Day, the Aggies and the Steers finished their seasons. The Aggies undefeated. The Horns defeated, but defeated in probably one of the best games of the year. Anyways, so this was just, not only did they lose, but also A&M had one of their best seasons ever. Ooh. This is Coach Ed Price. We talk a lot, guys, about this This series is going to be coaches either at the tail end of their career before they get fired or resigned, or the first year. This was a tail end of the thing, okay? So let's look at the season real fast. This season actually includes a pretty rough schedule. They lose to number 15 USC in their first game of the season. Uh, also have losses to number one Oklahoma in an absolute massacre at the Cotton Bowl, 45 to zero. And then lose to Texas A&M their last game of the season. Along the way, they lose every Southwest Conference game and they drop an out-of-conference game to West Virginia, six to seven at home. Their only mm. win was against a very bad Tulane team Seven to six the week before that in New Orleans. Very, so, very bad Tulane team. Uh, the 56 Tulane team, I believe, was not very good. Six and four. Okay. Well, that's better than I thought. Yeah. This, than Texas. This was, this a was very mid Tulane team. A mid Tulane team. There were three and three in the SEC. There we go. Mid. So let's, let's talk about this team a little bit. Before Ed Price was coach, it was Blair Cherry. Blair Cherry actually took over after the legendary Dana, uh, coach Dana X Bible. He retired, became athletic director, and his assistant Blair Cherry, who played football at TCU and was an assistant, was promoted. He had four solid years, including two top five teams, won a Sugar Bowl, won an Orange Bowl, and lost a Cotton Bowl, but was the number three team in the country when he retired due to the stress of the position, suffering from ulcers and insomnia. Texas fans were absolutely fucking insane, even when they were number three in the country. Imagine that. Imagine Man, that. I, can't, I can't believe that. Also, I want to give a shout out to Dana X Bible. Yeah. Uh, his his middle name is, is Xenophon. Dana Xenophon Bible. Yes. Yeah. That it's is, not it's, like it's, it's, <laughs> like it's you, Malcolm like you X. X. You think it's like X. You think it's maybe it's something. No, it's Xenophon. Great name. Like straight, straight up. <laughs> this might be the most coach name. Yeah. Dana Xenophon Bible. Yeah. A yeah. long line of da coaches named Dana. Yeah. So after my, my middle name's not Xenophon. After Blair Cherry resigns, Ed Price, his assistant, becomes head coach. Ed Price everywhere says he was a nice guy. Like that is the thing that people talk about. He was just a nice dude, which is always a kiss of death in these things. I mean, he's so nice, but 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 God, he's a bad coach. Uh, he played at Texas in the 30s. He was on the championship teams in football, basketball, and baseball. He was captain of the 31 baseball squad, which went 22 and 1. He had nine varsity letters. He was a coach in El Paso, a high school coach in El Paso, went to World War II, was, an, uh, was a lieutenant in the Navy, I believe, and then became the line coach at Texas. 
and just worked his way up there. You keep scrolling down. There's a picture of him sitting at his desk, which I absolutely love with the whitest goddamn oh. tie you've ever seen. I know yes. part of it's the back of the tie. Doesn't matter to me. It's amazing. I love that picture of him so much. That's a wide ass tie. Is that a hand drawn watermark? Uh, no, I don't think, well, maybe. I don't, I don't think so. I think that is a computerized watermark. So Sadly. he was coach at Texas for six years. He nice. won a cotton bowl, got the team ranked as high as seventh in the AP poll. Overall was 33, 27 and one. But the last year, the fucking wheels just came off. He went one and nine, oh, and six in conference. And after that, a young man by the name of Daryl Royal became head coach at Texas. Hmm. So yeah, another Never thing heard of him. where these seasons are always like, oh yeah, and the person that came after them was the person that stayed there for a million years. I mean, it's like the same the same thing happened with Bama. Uh, right. Like, oh, uh, Bear Bryant's after this one. <laughs> Uh, Dana Xenophon Dana Bible was, by the way, the athletic director while Ed Price was head coach. Having your old boss who won so many games be your boss is always a fun thing. Uh, Ed Price, after he resigned, was, I think, also like a phys ed teacher and became dean of students at Texas. So he hung nice around. Guy. Yeah. Like literally everyone says he's a nice guy. Uh, so if nice. you scroll down a little more to page four, there's literally a picture where it says Longhorn football coach Ed Price. Nice guys can finish first, too. Oh, it was literally like the way they sold him. You see the team there. If you keep scrolling down, uh, they wore an orange helmet, which is the only time they've ever worn an orange helmet. And the year was so bad. Legend says they never wore orange helmets again. It was orange helmet with a white stripe. Yeah, that's weird. I don't like it. Right. No. It, so they jettisoned like, that. Like a burnt orange helmet. And like yeah. the, was it like the Longhorn? Like logo? I know. I, I don't think there was anything on the in side. This has okay. been the fifties, so it was just a white stripe with an orange helmet with no. Oh face yeah, there's mask nothing on the side from what I can see. Yeah, I don't think they. Yeah, after this year, they never would wear that helmet again. Uh, to, I don't blame them. To tell you how bad it got, uh, there's a picture underneath that they hung a a a stuffed version of the coach in effigy three times within a week oh, from God. the lights at the school. That's how bad this got. Ouch. Very normal. So we can't talk about this time in Texas without talking about some of the stuff that was going on around it. Um, 56 was the year that the dorms at Texas were uh, desegregated. 56 was the first time that an African-American student undergrad was allowed straight in. And it was the beginning of a lot of things. The team, however, would not be desegregated for another, oh my God, 10 to 15 years past this under Daryl Royal, but late into Daryl Royal's tenure. Part of the, what happened was, so in 56, the first game I said was against USC and they were going to bring an African-American player, one of their stars, C.R. Roberts. And he absolutely ran them over. And this was also some of the first times that Black Texas fans who were enrolled at the school got to go to games and they were sitting in segregated sections, but they were still there for the first time. And it was just about, the crowd was just about as full of racist chants as you can possibly imagine. But this was, this was that year. I just say that like it did not happen sort of runs against all of this. The yeah, other interest. You kind of can't, can't gloss over it. No. No, uh, it the, happened. The, the other interesting thing is that uh, one of the players 
was a guy by the name of Marion. One of the one of the students at Texas was a man by the name of Marion Ford, and he was uh, one of the first black students, I believe, at University of Texas. He transferred in, and he had gone in to like the team was very bad. He had played high school football, and he went in to coach Ed Price. And I'm reading from a. A Texas, uh, this is from WBUR, uh, a, a public radio station. And Marion Ford uh, stands in the stands as part of this first group of students who are finally allowed to enroll the university. And he goes down to beleaguered UT football coach, a guy named Ed Price, and goes, you know, you could really use me out there. Let me try out for the time, the team. And Coach Price says, no dice. It's not going to happen. It's not in my hands. And he doesn't allow Ford to try out the team. And it won't be until 1970 that a black player is allowed to play for the University of Texas. So... This is the world. This is the world we're living in at this point at Texas, with all of this with that on it. From the school paper, a preview of the season: small retinue crop hurts steer chances. Improvement seen. The University of Texas head coach Edwin Price can expect one of the most inexperienced football teams in Longhorns have fielded in the post-war era this 56th season, with only two starters and 12 lettermen returning back to the 40 acres for the Gridiron War. This was a baby team. Okay. And it so was shown. There were calves. They were well, so the freshman team is called the Shorthorns, and they did much better. Okay. Uh, the shorthorns. The shorthorns. Yeah, they call the freshman oh. team the, the shorthorns. All right, back uh, when the freshman played freshman ball. Yeah. Right when you have a, yeah, a, yeah, a, yeah a when you team. had like a freshman team, which you don't have that anymore. So the same paper describes the defense from the last year, from '55. Defensively, last year the Longhorns were the poorest in the 63-year-old grid history of the school. They allowed more yards and more touchdowns than any previous season. Passing by the opposition called the Longhorns the most most misery, and some wide running plays also hurt. Uh, they will be running the straight T again this year with an unbalanced line in direct snap attacks. And they're hoping this unbalanced line will prove effective against the opposition this year, as it did when Texas beat USC the year before, 19-7. Reader, it would not. <laughs> Let's talk about some games here. We start out, USC 44, Texas 20. This is where 206-pound C.R. Roberts and John Arnett of USC just ran the fuck over them. They ran for 405 yards. The best part about this is Texas keeps box scores for every one of their games, not just the ones I'm showing you here, but mm. actual box scores for every game. Oh, so there's some fun stuff in there too. I'll post, but yeah, uh, this SC team ran for 400 yards and also didn't help that they intercepted four Texas passes. Y'all we're going to talk about Texas's passing game this year, and it was not great. Then game two. They go to New Orleans. They beat Tulane seven to six. At the very end, Tulane scores a touchdown on a 76-yard drive. Sorry, this is early in the second half, but the kick goes wide right, and Texas wins. One and one. Season's going to go better, right? Hmm? Next game, another 7-6 game, but West Virginia wins it 7-6. Once again... Uh, no, no, no interceptions this time. Texas passes for 205 yards, which is pretty good. They're only running for about 20 yards a game, which in that time period is kind of wild. Uh, but this was another one where basically just a kick went errant and they lost this one. 
I'm going to skip past this because game four is the one that's interesting here. This is Oklahoma. So the, the, the ball, the ball, ball, eventually, you know, the, the kick that Tulane missed or, or whatever. Yeah. To tie the game uh, was repaid by West Virginia, mm-hmm. essentially. So the green wave just passed it on to the Mountaineers in this situation. It forward. 56 Oklahoma was very good, y'all. I'm just going to say that. They yeah. were 21-point favorites. The newspaper even said Longhorn underdogs in Saturday's game. Oklahoma is the nation's number one football team, winner of 32 consecutive games, and victor of six battles with Texas in the last seven years. Whew. But they were like, hey, there's some high spirits. Maybe maybe things will go well. Y'all, it was 45-0. to zero. <clears throat> Oklahoma uh-huh. intercepted five passes. <laughs> oh, no. Wow, they threw the and, ball that much? Well, and it, so Oklahoma intercepted five passes, but Texas only threw for 74 yards. Their passing game just like got obliterated and they kept trying. Oklahoma ran for 369 yards. Uh, the nice. best part, drives were of the Oklahoma drives were 44 yards, 52 yards, 53 yards, 80 yards, 57 yards, and 42 yards. Okay. And just laid it on them. A even more nice pit girl. Uh, Oklahoma rushed for 300 in 69 yards. Yep. Very this nice. 45-0, this was just, like, this was brutal. Ever, a lot of people were saying, oh, I you know, I bet. The Texas fans were like, oh, Oklahoma's just overrated this year. Nah, man. <clears throat> Oklahoma's just real damn good. And they ran all over them. I love how the program for this game mm-hmm. was somebody punting. Yep. Like, that was, like, a big part of the, the football game somebody just punting and I don't, I don't feel like Oklahoma punted that much at all in this game. Uh, no. In fact, I believe they punted two times in that game. I also want to talk about the program art real quick. Yeah, go for uh, it. Because the program art for the Texas Oklahoma game is very serious and it's like Olympic style drawing of a guy punting. Most of the other games, it's very like rubber hose cartoon, like vaguely cuphead style art it's of great. the of the Longhorn, like running around doing pranks on the opposing mascot, which I am extremely into. More yeah. programs like this, please. The, yeah. the fact that the yearbook had program had every program art and it was a treasure trove for me. Amazing. Like Homefield, there's some real cute Longhorns in here. Just FYI, if you're listening. So we continue it. Arkansas 32, Texas 14. Oh, not uh, close. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Arkansas shattered Texas dreams of football renaissance by erupting early in the fourth period for 19 points to offset a 14-13 deficit and win it 32-14. to 14. I just want to read the first part of that sentence. Yeah, again. go for it. The Arkansas Razorbacks shattered Texas's dreams of football renaissance. Beautiful. Um. I'm just done there. I that's perfect. Beautiful. Did Arkansas intercept two Texas passes? You bet they did. This was just what was going to happen to this team over and over again. They would throw the ball and it would go into the wrong hands. I love how the picture is like of a longhorn drum major spanking a razorback. I think he's supposed to be in a drum and it's supposed to be like a bass drum, Ah. but it's a paddle. He's spanking a pig. He's spanking a pig. He does have a little thing in his hat that says it was band night. 
It is okay, bad night. There you go. Yeah, Arkansas had 304 yards rushing. Uh, another great quote from here. Early in the third period, the Porkers fought back with a pitch out good. <laughs> okay, we got to start calling Arkansas the Porkers. <laughs> they will always be the Porkers oh from here on out. God. The Porkers. The Porkers. The Porkers. Uh, this was the third loss to Arkansas in three years. Oh, oh no. That's, That's uh, that definitely good. gets you fired. Okay, I, I the game I want to talk about in a little more detail is the Rice game, y'all. Oh boy. Um, oh, Rice. It's not, it's not more about the Porkers. Part, by the way. There's it's also a chef cooking part. Vivo on yep. the on the cover of the program. Oh my god! Uh-huh. Let Rice cook. Rice Let twenty-eight. Rice Texas rice seven. Uh, is this a good Rice team? Absolutely not. If you scroll down a little bit, I put Rice's <laughs> schedule. They did beat Alabama and LSU back to back in the first two games what? of the season. <laughs> what? Wait, that was Rice. Rice's that was Rice's final win against Alabama, right? Yes, I believe uh, yeah, so. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, so that makes Rice 3 and 0. Yeah. Against or, Alabama. No, yeah. I think Rice's last win against win against Alabama was in 1957. Was that the, was that the Cotton Bowl? That was the, Cotton Bowl was the first one. So yeah, so they so they beat they beat Alabama, beat LSU at home, back to back weeks. Boom boom boom. Lose at Florida, lose at SMU, beat Texas, beat Utah. And then, like, just absolutely disintegrate. Now, in their defense, they had to play back to back to back: number five A and M, number eighteen TCU, and number fifteen Baylor. Well, I mean, so that this is a four and ten Rice team that beat Texas twenty eight to seven. Rice attempted five passes and completed zero of them. <laughs> they ran for three hundred and sixty eight yards. Uh, underneath that, guys, I do have the box score. It was 0-0 going into the third quarter. Nice. And then Rice Rice scores 21 in the fourth. And absolutely unloads on Texas. So, like, was, Rice? No, no, no. Uh, Texas was up 7-0 in the third. Yes, they were. And, and then, then and then with 52 seconds left in the third, Rice touchdown. Fourth quarter, Rice touchdown. Rice touchdown. Rice touchdown. Rice unanswered. Oh, An onslaught of 28 <laughs> Rice points. But check it out. Four plays, 73 yards. Four plays, 62 yards. 41-yard run. 28-yard run. Just fucking opened it. Great. Okay. That's fine. We got SMU. Not a great SMU squad this year. Whoops. SMU 20, Texas 19. One of the most gallant comebacks ever seen in Memorial Stadium barely fell short as the SMU Mustangs outlasted the Steers 2019 in a heartbreaker for Longhorn fans. Trailing 20-0 when the third quarter opened, the Horns, mud-smeared and wary, fought back to take a toll of three touchdowns for the Ponies before the final whistle sounded. So close. Uh, It was also raining like crazy that game. I have some pictures I'll show you guys later on. They're downpouring. Uh, I also wanted to appreciate the next two program covers of Baylor and TCU. Of the lady that just looks way too excited. I don't know what oh that God. is. She's got like a rolled up newspaper. She's like bonking it into a guy's fedora. Yeah, I don't know what this is. That's uh, weird. That's that's uh, Joanna's grand, uh, grandmother. Baylor 10, Texas 7. Baylor intercepted four Texas passes. Uh, hmm. they, Texas hey, attempted... Hey, Texas, you probably stopped passing the ball. Texas attempted 18 <laughs> passes... Completed five and lost four to interceptions. Oh, yeah. No. So Maybe Texas don't do threw that. how many interceptions? Four. They threw for 49 yards and they threw four INTs. On 18 passes. 
God. Intercepted passes and a halfback that had not seen action all year probably contributed more than anything else to Texas's loss. Yep, no I shit. Mean, yeah, there are uh, there are three things that can happen when you throw the ball, and two of them are bad. So they, you know. they all happen to Texas repeatedly. Yeah. Jeez. Last two games of the season: TCU forty-six, Texas zero. Sorry, guys. My God. Uh, three more intercepted passes compared to six completions. Really got to stop doing that, y'all. Did, Wait, did they, this, this, this this calls them the froggies? Yep, the froggies. The froggies. Froggies. It was a good day for the re- record breaking, but the froggies did all the good. This is the Texas yearbook. The froggies. And yeah, la- no, go ahead. I, I'm still dying laughing. It's the same lady like smacking oh, yeah. the Texas fan in the head with the newspaper on back to back programs. I can't. I can't. It reminds me of what is that meme of like the overly clingy girlfriend overly enthusiastic or girlfriend the yeah, overly enthusiastic bit. girlfriend yes it reminds me of of that just and, and and the person she's smacking over the head is just a depressed Texas fan after losing to Baylor and and TCU back to back weeks. You know she looks a bit like Sicko's guy too. Oh, like she you does. Could, uh, She's you got could a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna use her for things. Yes. Got a little bit of the Sicko eyes. And of course, the last game of the season on Turkey Day, A and M in Texas. The program even brags about how A and M hasn't beat Texas in Austin since 1922. Well, well, it happened this about year. About that. About that. Well. Uh, only two interceptions this time, but also only nine completions. Again, they really got to stop doing this. Rough and ready, Texas A&M ended one of football's strongest jinxes Thanksgiving Day as the Aggies knocked off the, off a game and fight in Texas 11, 34 to 21. Nothing could be taken away from the Farmers that day as they played hard and steady ball, keeping control throughout the game for the game throughout. Behind the hard running of Jack Pardee and John Jack Pardee. Oh my God! An A and M legend, Houston Oilers legend, also the party. name it's of, a party. of it's a party. Jack Pardee, also uh, the name of of one of my fantasy football leagues. There you go. Jack Pardee's Ring of Honor. So shout out uh, the last uh, quote, six the man. La- I think it was like six man football legend Jack Pardee too. Was he? Right? I remember. Yeah, I think so. Uh, the last thing, the last part of this is probably playing one of their best games of the season, probably true. Even though they did lose, the team had only one thing to say in quiet dressing room. We won't forget. Uh, the the Longhorns came in last in this in the Southwest Conference that year. A&M was ranked fifth at the end, TCU 14th, Baylor 11th. Even Rice ended up one in five in the conference with their only win, conference win being over 10. <laughs> and that's how 56 Yikes. went. Uh, Ed Price resigns. And they grab a guy by the name of Daryl Royal, who had only, who really hadn't been anywhere. Daryl Royal had been head coach at the Edmonton Eskimos for one year, then Mississippi State for two years, Washington for one year, and then got dragged to Texas where he would be coached for the next, like, 15 years. And that's how the 56 Texas Longhorns. Horns down. I had to do this one. There we go. Folks. That's all we got time for for tonight. We will see you guys on the other side. Horns down.
Hook them. Good night, everyone. Hook them. Hook them on the Okay, horns. hook them. Hook them down. down. Can't hook them because the horns are down. Okay, cool. Hook them. We're all dropping horns down except Jordan. It's great. It's amazing.